Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 146. I'm your host, Alejandro Veda. Thank you for pushing play to another blazing week. I got to tell you guys, all that support you guys have been showing me the last few weeks have been showing out. Uh, this past week, we've, we've seen a record number in the last two months. And I got to say, you guys have been really doing your part by making this podcast something special. And I would just like to say, you know, thank you for supporting an independent podcast. You know, we've been going, like I said, 140 weeks strong, have no signs of slowing down. Um, and if you guys are new to the podcast, you can find this podcast on all your streaming services, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you guys are uh, looking for your podcast. But be, sh- be sure to, you know, share this podcast, uh, especially with maybe a friend somebody that hasn't heard of this podcast, and let them know, you know, uh, they could be um, certain that there'll be content every Thursday. Um, And this past week, you know, has been, it it moved really quickly, I got to tell you. Uh, This past week, we've been really working hard trying to just keep up with this uh, podcast and just occupying the time and making sure that we're using our time really valuable, valuably. you know, as the weeks start uh, coming closer to the holiday, uh, things are going to start getting a, a crazy again, just like over Thanksgiving weekend. But before that, I really just want to take a little breather. I really just want to take uh, uh, some time and focus on uh, what's at hand. And, and right now, I think the podcast is at a, a great point right now. We've been growing week by week, and I just want to continue uh, to just grind. I just I just want to continue creating content um and it's been moving really smoothly. Um but I I, I think for this past year um it, it has been a real tough tough thing to to continue this podcast but um like I said the last few months have really been been showing me that uh this hard work has been paying off and you know sometimes uh, those results don't really come um automatically or, or, or immediately. Sometimes you got to put in that work to, to show uh, exactly where you're going to be in the next year or year and a half. And, you know, this podcast is already going to be three years old uh, once in March. So we are on a steady pace, you know, and I feel like uh, the best is yet to come. So make sure you guys tune in every week. Uh, because of you, this this podcast is, is, is able to stay afloat. And I just want to remind you guys... Um, Get an anchor account if you have not got an anchor account. I really, really, really uh, think that anchor is going to be something new for a lot of uh, not only creators but also people that listen to uh, podcasts. Uh, they really have a lot of uh, different podcasts on on anchor, and I, I believe that uh, they're going to start changing the game for podcasts, especially. Uh, now that I've you know been on this platform for two years, I've I've really learned a lot from them, and they've they've also uh, benefited me tons. So make sure you guys get a, a, a anchor account, and make sure you guys are uh, sticking with this podcast. Uh, but while we're moving along, I just want to uh, let you guys know uh, that I have been able to you know really watch a lot of things this week. Like I was able to have some content to give to you. And uh, this week, I wanted to talk about uh, the verses with Bone Thugs and Harmony and uh, Three Six Mafia. This is the first thing I wanted to talk about because, you know, this had to be 
the highlight of the week for anything that I've watched, at least. Um, and, and, and you know, I, I, on this podcast, I like to, to talk about the verses. And this had to be the greatest one or probably the best one, in my opinion. Um, but maybe maybe top three. Maybe this would, was the top three uh, verses of all time. But this past week, we saw supergroups, Bone Thugs of Harmony versus 3-6 Mafia in a star-studded versus. I mean, this had it all. The suspense, the drama, the excitement. You know, I could not believe they were actually going to go toe-to-toe, especially with uh, the history that Busy Bone has with 3-6 Mafia. Uh, just just already, you know, in the early, in the early parts of this versus, I already felt the the hostility between the two groups. I, I mean, it wasn't all the, the group, bone thugs. It was busy bone really. Um, but you felt that, that hostility, which turned into almost total chaos, you know, as busy bone sparked a scuffle. Uh, he ended up throwing a water bottle at uh, juicy J, which then juicy J exchanged some profanities with a couple of jabs. Um, you know, it took a while for, them to really get this thing kind of uh, settled, you know? Um, but that melee with the flurry of punches, you know, and, and just seeing seeing the two super groups go at it, it was it was almost like, dang, you know, this is this is seriously hip hop right here. Um, it took like I said, it took a while for things to rest and you know, finally once they got it to rest, they, the the show took off. And both groups, you know, they had that true spirit of competition, and 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 you could really see that both both groups were trying to to win, you know. Um, but my my favorite part of this verses was was definitely when uh, Juicy J and Three Six Mafia um, brought out Terrence Howard uh, for 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 their Oscar smash hit. It's hard out here for a pimp from the movie Hustle and Flow, uh, which Howard ended up playing DJ uh, and becoming the starring role in that in that uh, film. Um, but then the night, you know, came full circle when Bone Thugs and Three Six Mafia embraced at the end, you know, for uh, the 1996 classic The Crossroads, uh, which you know they took a moment to really just honor. Easy E, Notorious B.I.G., Tupac, Nipsey Hussle, and um, Young Dolph. And, you know, this verse has really made me realize, you know, how different these two groups were. You know, one was harmonizing and one was using uh, 808 beats with with, tr- with true uh, Southern flair, you know. I, I think, in my opinion, you know, it... It, it was a real big toss-up. Um, not only did we see, you know, a lot of uh, people come out to support these guys, you know, but we but we also seen, you know, the two groups really go into their bag and pull out some of their hits. And I, I think that was the greatest part about this was really showing the love that they've um, that that people have for Bone Thugs and Three Six Mafia. Um, so, but in my, if it were to be my uh, judgment, I would have to say Three Six Mafia, only because they had so many people uh, 
that they brought out. You know, Lil Flip, Lil Wayne, Terrence Howard. Um, the list goes on, but I I highly suggest you guys check out this versus. I know it's definitely on YouTube, so make sure you guys check it out and let me know who you guys think won. But this week, I was able to listen to tons of music. And on this week's podcast, I wanted to review one of my favorite hip-hop producers uh, and his newest compilation album called Good Job. Um, his name is Cookin' Soul, and he is a Spanish producer or hip-hop producer and is one of the biggest hip-hop rap producers from Europe. He has produced some dope remix projects on artists like Michael Jackson uh, to Jay Dilla. He's had some very unique um styles and also he uses these fly samples to create his beats um he's worked with some of my favorite artists such as currency Wiz khalifa freddie gibbs mac miller um his style like i said is unique and i, I think that's what makes him gravitate uh be gravitate towards his sound um but you can watch him you know create beats on the fly on his youtube channel uh, cooking soul and you can see basically what his his uh, motivation is what what he uses for a muse um, there's one video where I literally saw him making a beat from scratch right lakefront um, he had sandals on some shorts I mean he, he wasn't even in the studio um, and I, I think that's what makes me kind of like want to want to listen to his music or, or even care about his music. Um, and, and like I said, that video is of him making beats uh, while he was on vacation, you know, and, and this, this album actually has been going through my headphones all week. And I, I couldn't really wait to, to talk to you guys about it. Um, and this is his newest project. Good job. Uh, and my favorite songs off this project are, uh, Thug Till It's Over, which is featuring Freddie Gibbs, Stovetop featuring Currency, Come On Baby featuring Mac Miller, and Amsterdam 2009 remix featuring Fashan. And it's it's incredible that you have a Europe producer working with a Fresno artist like Fashan. So I, I, I just got to tell you guys, make sure you guys listen to this, uh, to this compilation album. Um, make sure you check out his YouTube channel. But this album definitely goes well with, you know, a nice dinner. If you guys were going to, you know, get together for a dinner or, or a little hangout, you know, it, it definitely has a lot of different moods to it. Uh, but he also just released a beat tape um, in tribute for uh, MF Doom. I thought that beat tape was pretty dope. Uh, I think you guys should check out both. So make sure you guys check out Cooking Soul. Good job. And his newest uh, beat tape in tribute of MF Doom. And you can find that all on Spotify. But this week we were able to watch a bunch of different shows. Uh, but I wanted to review a new Netflix series called Bad Sport. And if you guys are interested in documentaries or anything about sports, um, I think Netflix is a great place to check it out. You know, I've seen a bunch of different uh, documentaries on Iverson. Uh, Vince Carter, uh, Yao Ming, uh, and this is a, a something a little different, you know. I, and I wanted to to really want 
I really wanted to, to review this because it had a different kind of flair to sports. Um, this is a series that explores six different stories of sports and crimes, and it's told actually by the athletes, coaches, and different law officials that w- took place in some of these cases. Um, like I said, the series has six stories, which include Arizona State basketball point shaving scandal, uh, the 2002 Salt Lake City Olympic figure skating scandal, one of soccer's biggest match fixing sa- scandals, um, the horse hitman, which was part of an insurance uh, ring fraud, and then um, we you also see I think I forget what the other one is another I think it was a marijuana scandal in in uh, racing, so. This series really shows you uh, the truth when it comes to greed and fame and what some of these athletes get kind of proposed to. Um, money, uh, when it comes to uh, drugs maybe, whatever it has to be uh, to get ahead, you know. Um, but but it shows that this is a reality that some athletes, some college students have to go through, you know? Um, and some are willing to do anything to get that celebrity, that success, or that fame. Um, and they'll do it at all costs. Um, so if you're into sports, if you're into, you know, some of the craziest scandals, make sure you check this one out. You know, I was anxious, you know, to, to check this one out because um, – I remember that Arizona State um, point shaving scandal. Um, not only that, I remember Jerry Tarkanian from Fresno State. You know, he had that scandal. Um, There's another scandal that I wish they would, you know, some high school scandal that, that here a local school, Clovis West High School, had a, a 21-year-old uh, basketball player uh, play in high school. Um, that's a scandal that I would love to hear about. You know, the Reggie Bush scandal, I would like to hear about. Uh, Pete Rose, uh, that scandal. There are so many other ones that I think they could, you you know, use uh, for this series. And I think this is a series that I think is going to get a lot of uh, traction, especially if they get some of those big names like Pete Rose, Reggie Bush, or even, you know, the the basketball official that um, that went in – gambling on on games Tim Donahue um that would be also a great story to to listen to um but make sure you guys check out bad sports I mean this is a little different um than what I'm what you're used to like I'm used to talking about series or you know different movies but this is this documentary is a, a little different and I think everybody could could get something from this but let me know what you guys are have been uh, watching lately but now on to our local segment. And this week, I wanted to talk about some positive news uh, from our local area. And I just wanted to talk about the viral video of the local um, Tanaya Middle School teacher, Austin LeMay, who was recorded dancing in front of students during lunch period. Um, I thought this was an amazing video. It really touched me and it really showed me uh, that there are teachers there to really make a different difference in, in um, students' lives. 
um, especially nowadays when this pandemic has really put a, a stifle on, you know, on the schools and really has made school something to be afraid of. Um, but this viral video really has shown um, a lot of life and a lot of character, uh, especially when you're attracting young kids, you know, you, you need that kind of um, gen genuine um, passion. You know, he, he definitely um, made, a, made a mark for a lot of these kids, as you can see, most of them dancing along with him. Um, but th this video must have been, I don't know if it was after school or if it was during lunch, uh, but you saw, you know, <laughs> him dancing around a bunch of kids showing them uh, some of his dancing skills, you know. Um, but this video has been grabbing tons of attention from celebrities um, and it has already about 30 million views. Uh, but Asta LeMay is the campus culture director um, and is the one seen in these videos. Uh, but this, but this is exactly what uh, you know schools need, as teachers right now are are very very um, scarce. You know, uh, I I think a lot of teachers um, haven't really haven't really made that way to connect with students, and this is a great way to connect with students, especially when you're going viral on TikTok and showing that it is fun to be at school. Um, I think Tanaya Middle School should be super proud, um, especially of this teacher, uh, because, I mean, not very many um, local teachers are able to, you know, really make uh, a mark. Um, but this is a this is a sensation that I, I hope keeps going. I hope that he keeps dancing. I hope that he uh, shows these, it's okay to be vulnerable in front of people, showing that um, it it's okay to be comfortable in your own skin. You know, this is a big thing, especially, I'm sorry, but being a white teacher in, you know, a Fresno Unified School District school, um, it shows, you know, um, you can be who you want to be and, and, and not to be afraid of doing that. And that, that's why I wanted to just talk about it this week. That, that dancing teacher, you guys got to check it out on TikTok or any of your, uh, you know, wherever you guys watch any of your videos like YouTube, TikTok, I, it's all over the place right now. So let me know what you guys think and, and definitely check out uh, Austin LeMay's uh, dance moves. And you know, this podcast is a huge supporter of our local music scene. And this week... We are reviewing one of my favorite local rappers, Doughface, um, and his newest project called Mexican Standoff with production by Seed. Um, Doughface is half of the points, and if you haven't heard of Doughface, man, make sure you check this album out. Definitely one of my favorites so far this year. Um, I was anticipating it since his last album, uh, Amniogenesis, I mean... He never seems to. He never seems to fail. Um, I, I I'm not saying that saying that he you know he's perfect or whatever, but definitely I love his style. Um, his style reminds me of an action Bronson mixed with big pun. Uh, delivery is so nice. 
He's so smooth on the mic. I mean, I don't know any other similarities. Um, n nobody else comes close into content, into uh, making you uh, listen more and more. Um, this is my style of rap, hands down, to me, um, one of the best in Fresno. And I, I don't think he's getting enough praise for his style or definitely what he's bringing to the table. Uh, definitely when he comes to the points, he's, he's you know, great with the points. But now that he's doing his solo thing, I think he's really, really gravitating to a lot of people. Um, I've seen I've seen a lot of people on my um, Facebook feed just supporting this album. And that's what I like to see is just everybody supporting the local scene. Supporting that local scene is going to get us where we need to be. Supporting this podcast is where uh, we're going to go next. You know, especially when it comes to music. I think um, if I could just show one person, you know, Doughface, uh, I think it would, it's going to make a difference. And I think when it comes to great music like this, um, I cannot just sit here and not say anything about it. So this is my due diligence, and I think everybody should check check out um, Mexican Standoff. And my favorite songs off Mexican Standoff are Los Vaqueros, Tears of Raw, and The Hold Up. Um, so make sure you check out this project and his others on Spotify. And also, I'm also anticipating some some new points content. I can't wait. I think we have a big uh, year ahead uh, for 2022. Um, I can't wait to hear him and uh, see what else he has to offer uh, the Fresno music scene. So make sure you check out No Face and um, versus Mexican Seed with the Mexican standoff. Now let's talk about some local sports. First off, let's talk about our Friday Night Light segment. And last week... Uh, as a reminder, was the first round of the state CIF playoffs. So uh, let's talk about the winners of, uh, of that from the local section. Um, Independence beat Venice 19-14. to Central Catholic beat Bullard 44-41. to Central Valley Christian beat Serrano 21-9. to And Reggetti defeated Northwood 14-17 or 14-7. And Liberty defeated... Pittsburgh 35 to 7. And now we have a, a few of um, left in, in the state championships with the Division 1. Uh, we got Liberty at 11 and 2 versus Sierra or Sura uh, at 9 and 4. And then we got in Division 4, we got Central Valley Christian at 11 and 4 versus Marin Catholic at 13 and 1. And then in Division 5, we have Independence at 9-6 versus San Marin at 13-1. So we have this one more week, this past week on Saturday. All those games will take place. And then we'll see who are the winners uh, for our state um, championship. Um, like I said, we got Liberty from Bakersfield. We got Central Valley Christian. And we got Independence. So make sure you guys are um, paying attention to your CIF Central Section leaders right now who are in the state championship uh, game um, for the CIF high school football. I think this is amazing. I think 
to see Liberty from Bakersfield is amazing. Um, they've beaten some great teams from Fresno uh, and Clovis. So you got to get get give your um, got to get get your hats off for them, and hopefully they'll get that, get it done for the Central Valley. Now let's talk about Fresno State football and the dogs. Head coaching job has now officially ended as they reached an agreement with Jeff Tedford and announced yesterday that the school hired him to be the next head coach. Tedford has coached the dogs from 2017 through 2019 before his health issues removed him from the sidelines. And the dogs uh, will take UTEP in the New Mexico Bowl on December 18th and will play without QB Jake Hayner, who now will play for Washington. Uh, true fish freshman Jalen Henderson has spent the most time as QB number two, but they also have redshirt Logan Fife, who will split reps and both will be able to compete in the bowl game. Both players will be able to play and not burn the redshirt year by playing four games or less throughout the season. Henderson has played three games and has completed five of eight passes for 49 yards and rushed for 68 yards. Five appeared in one game, completing seven of 13 passes for 51 yards, one TD, and one interception. Um, five has run the offense in the UConn game, which Hayner left the game in the second quarter, and Henderson also saw some time in the Hawaii loss due to another Jake Hayner injury. Um, but we'll see exactly who will get the start and exactly um, exactly who's going to be able to finish the game. You know, it's going to be a toss-up between those two, uh, but it's going to be a good one to see who exactly is going to be next year's QB and who has what, you know, who has what in each, each bag because uh, both are redshirt freshmen and we both don't, we don't know anything about them. So, we got to see who we got for next year. Is it going to be Hayner or Fife? Or not Hayner, Henderson or Fife? Is it going to be Henderson or Fife? And those are the two red shirts. Uh, like I said, we'll be playing UTEP for the New Mexico Bowl. Uh, so make sure you guys tune in next week for more on the Fresno State Bulldogs. Now let's talk Fresno State Bulldog men's basketball, as their record is 7-2. and two. Last week, our dogs beat California State University of Northridge 61-43 to and was led by Orlando Robinson, who scored 21 points, 9 rebounds, and 4 assists. The dogs lost their second game on a road matchup versus the University of San Francisco. They lost 63-71, to but they were led by a number or but the dogs were led by number 25 Anthony Holland who scored 19 points and nine rebounds uh, and the dogs will only have one game this week this week and will be at home versus UC Irvine and let's talk about our uh, women's basketball who are now two and six our lady dogs have been on a five game losing streak um, and the lady dogs will be on the road against CSU Bakersfield on December 11th so make sure you guys tune in next week for more on your Fresno State Bull, Bulldog basketball. Now let's talk about the NFL. And this week we're talking NFL coaches that are on the hot seat. 
You know, we've been through the first 14 weeks of the season, and we're starting to see which teams are clear playoff teams. December is always the hardest month in fo football as injuries are still lingering, and a lot of teams are still on the verge of making the playoffs. The first coach I am going to mention is a usual playoff contender and defensive mastermind, but not, but has not seen much success uh, the last couple of years. Mike Zimmer from the Minnesota Vikings is on this list of coaches because he hasn't been on the winning side since 2017 after losing to the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. I think his future remains in the hands of the GM, and if there comes a new GM into the Vikings organization, we may see the end of Zimmer's tenure as head coach of the Vikings. Um, the second coach is another coach from the NFC North, uh, the Chicago Bears, and Coach Matt Nagy, whose reputation as a bad coach has become more of a concern. Considering his QB weaknesses in Trubisky and also developing QB in Justin Fields, we have yet to see what Nagy has been willing to do. He's been changing his play calling to better fit Fields' uh, play with the RPO system, with quick passes, but the offensive line is awful and seems to always underperform. Nagy has now handed the play calling to offensive coordinator Bill Lazor, who has put together better plays to adjust to field strengths as a QB. But when you see an offensive, uh, the offensive calls given to uh, another coach or an offensive coordinator, it is a sign that it might be time to move on. Uh, the third coach I believe is on the hot seat is the Broncos coach Vic Fangio. Uh, he got his start in 2019 as Elway introduced their new head coach. Many believed that you know that Denver would have hired someone younger, someone more of an offensive-minded. Um, you know, the, the way that the trend that the NFL has been seeing the last couple of years or the last few years. Um, but many people, you know, didn't really see the emergence of Mahomes as Mahomes, you know, has been playing very well the last couple of years. Uh, but many GMs, you know, wanted to mimic the trend of QBs. Uh, but the Broncos did not have that type of firepower. So they had to really depend on their defense, which they've had a great defense the last few years uh, and not a good offense. But, you know, uh, they tried to put this coach um, in a position where they wanted that defense to really <clears throat> be the focal point. But the offense hasn't seen that much success. Um, we see some steady play from Bridgewater, but... You know, the receiving core has been really underperforming. Um, no wideout from the Broncos has had a 1,000-yard year. Um, so I believe, oh, and, and the Chiefs um, have been beating the heck out of the Broncos every time they've been playing. So I believe Fangio is on the hot seat because he is unable to beat the Chiefs. Um, and you need to be able to beat the best uh, to contend for the Super Bowl. So I think uh, these are the three uh, coaches that are on the hot seat this year. 
And now uh, with week 14 matchups, let's talk about uh, Thursday. We got the Steelers versus Vikings. Then on Sunday, Saints versus Jets. Falcons versus Panthers. Seahawks versus Texans. Raiders versus Chiefs. Ravens versus Browns. Cowboys versus Washington football team. Jaguars versus Titans. Giants versus Chargers. Lions versus Broncos. 49ers versus Bengals. Bills versus Buccaneers. Bears versus Packers. And then on Monday, Rams versus the Cardinals. We got a lot of more a lot more football to go, so make sure you guys tune back in next week for more on the NFL. Now let's talk about the NBA. And first I want to talk about how Stephen Curry is on the, on his way to to break on breaking Ray Allen's record of three pointers, and he's been doing it at a historic rate. He is now just ten made three pointers away from uh, beating Ray Allen's record, and I think Curry at the end of it is going to be the best three point shooter of all time. Uh, Curry and the and the Warriors have been really putting uh, these games together. Uh, been really getting it together and really leading the team and making it, you know, a better year than expected. Um, we haven't really seen much from Clay Thompson yet. Uh, we'll be seeing him hopefully in the next month. I, I've been I've been hearing uh, this month he might be ready by Christmas. Uh, so th- that's a that's a great sign for the Warriors. Uh, James Harden also has been playing like an animal, has been doing uh, a lot of the things that uh, has been asked of him, uh, passing the ball, making key plays, uh, also leading um, that Brooklyn team to to a lot of good wins uh, so far. Um, Also, Damian Lillard, you know, he's been playing stellar at a stellar rate, uh, making it – a big, big uh, thing for him to try to get Ben Simmons uh, to try to go to Portland. Uh, we see that this trade has been the talks around the NBA, and I, I, I'm not too sure if this is actually going to be uh, something that will go through, but definitely something that has been talked about. And also, the Lakers, uh, they, they've been kind of turning things around, looking still sluggish. Um, in the first three quarters, but really putting it together in the fourth quarter and finding a, a way to win. I think the Lakers still have a lot of uh, progress to make, uh, but you know they, they've been really doing a good job by uh, trying just to compete. Um, but I, but now let's talk about the power rankings. Uh, and this week, I honestly feel like um, some of these teams have been uh not not playing up to par. Um in my opinion, the Bucks uh right now are the fifth in, in my power rankings. Um Brooke Lopez uh underwent back surgery last week or during the week and uh is not looking to be playing uh anytime soon. Um so that that's a that's a horrible thing for the Bucks. Um, at number four, I think the Nets are, you know, even though they haven't been beating uh, the best teams in the East, uh, they've been putting together some of these wins um, and also seeing that James Harden has been playing at, uh, you know, what they he's been doing what 
Steve Nash has been asking him to do by being a team player rather than a score first player. Um, at number three, we got the Jazz. Um, as Rudy Gobert has been playing the best basketball of his career right now, he's been um, a double-double every night. Um, but the, the one thing that I think about uh, Utah is um, the way that they're able to grab rebounds. Um, I think this is what will, will put them uh, ahead of the, the rest of the West. And right now at number two, I got the Suns. And it's interesting right now because at number one, we have, of course, the Warriors. And number two, we have the Suns. Uh, this is the this is going to be probably the playoff picture right here, the Suns versus the Warriors. And then, like I said, at number one, we got the Warriors. And Stephen Curry is on his way of passing Ray Allen's record uh, for most made three-pointers in his career. Um, and like I said, he's going to be doing it in 500 fewer games. So I think this is going to be Curry's MVP year. I don't think there's any way anybody's going to be playing better than him this year. And I appreciate what an amazing player he is. Um, I just hope that, you know, they finish strong and, and, and we see some some more of Clay. And once that happens, they're definitely going to stay on that uh, number one spot in that in the power rankings. Uh, but definitely the Bulls have fell out of the power rankings and the Hornets are just right out there uh, trying to make uh, some steam to, to get into those power rankings. So make sure you guys check back next week for more on the NBA. But I want to thank you guys for pushing play. As always, this is a podcast you guys can depend on every Thursday. I just want to remind you guys to have a great week. Make sure you guys take some time for yourselves to really do something for yourselves and make sure you stay ahead of the game with your mental health and also your physical health. I want to remind you guys to support all your local businesses, support all your local artists, support all your local podcasts. I'm Alejandro Oveda. I'm signing off episode 146.